There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 62 of the Digital Freemason Podcast for the week of September 24th, 2007. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along on my excellent adventure through the world of short Masonic educational papers. So this is the first episode that will actually be done from uh, from our new website, www.thedigitalfreemason.com. Things gotten a little bit uh, hairy on the King George website uh, due to the popularity of this. So I thought it was uh, a good idea to just sort of spin off onto its own website and uh, sort of leave some of the pressures of the uh, King George website, as well as there was another uh, brother of King George who uh, stepped forward and said he would take on the, uh, the website. So you probably have seen some changes there if you've gone to uh, kingeorgelodge.com and he's going to be making a lot of uh, improvements on it from where I had initially got it all set up. So as uh, talking about improvements, uh, the basic website uh, for the Digital Formation is up. It's it's basic at this point, but uh, looking to make some changes to it, and uh, hopefully here over the next uh, few months, uh, that's what I'll be doing. If you have any ideas on things you'd like to see, by all means, email me at podcast at thedigitalfreemason.com. But uh, getting on to this week's piece, is one of the things I'd said in, uh, on the website, and I think I've been talking about, is I think I may have actually turned the corner on getting um, more time to do the podcast on a regular basis here. So this one, this week, is uh, about educating the young initiate, and really just sort of goes into well, what it's all about when uh, the responsibilities of, uh, of the brethren and of the lodge and of the, I'll say the sponsors and the mentors that uh, are involved in bringing someone through the, uh, past the three degrees. It's, uh, it's a lead and teach type thing. And, uh, it's not just uh, not just the responsibility of the uh, of the new member coming in to learn what there is to learn. It's also the responsibility of the uh, lodge in its entirety to make sure that he has what he needs uh, to make a fully uh, full integration into uh, Freemasonry and get out of it all that he can and yeah, likely a little bit more. So this piece was uh, written in 1952 and was presented at the Interprovincial Conferences of Officers for the four Western Masonic jurisdictions, which include uh, British Columbia, Yukon, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. And it was done, written by a right wishful brother, Warwick, who was a senior grand warden in uh, British Columbia, Yukon at the time. So here we'll go, we'll get on with it, and uh, what it takes to educate the young initiate. Let, let us first consider, what is this thing we call education? And how can we make best use of it in a great Masonic work? Is it our study of symbols? The philosophy and the history of the craft given to the younger members in the large doses and let those doses take their own good time to get into their work? Is it a long and involved series of lectures by the older members who have spent many years in the study of the abstract means and the end of science? Or is it a gradual drawing out of the desire of every young man for knowledge for place and power, for rank and reputation. Broadly speaking, education is divided into two categories. First, the general conception of education, the knowledge gained in the schools and colleges and seats of learning, knowledge, skill, and information which one acquires during the school days and sometimes known as the vernacular as book learning. 
The second is a systematic training and development of the mental and moral faculties of the individual through the association with persons, places, and objects in order to promote their own welfare and at the same time render themselves of the greatest service to society. I conceive, then, that my brother, who set this paper that, to which I am, right, I am discussing, had the latter in mind, to find a system of Masonic education for the young member that would promote his own mental and moral welfare, make him a greater service to his fellow man, and imbue him with the desire to extend his studies of Freemasonry, and thus guarantee that this awakened interest in th all things Masonic will assure his continued interest in the craft and continue active membership in the Lodge. The system of educating the young initiate, therefore, which I contend should be adopted, is a system that will gradually develop and draw out the potentialities, the latent abilities, which every brother possesses in a greater or lesser measure, and, by precept and example, by encouragement and assistance, guide him on the highway to more extensive Masonic education. But will you say, and rightly so, what system have you in mind? How would you like to go about this business of educating the young initiate? I will endeavor to answer the question presently, but first permit me to mention a few of the plans that have been tried and have evidently been found wanting. Otherwise, there would be no necessity of placing on our agenda the question of educating the young initiate. The open forum, the Masonic debate, and the quiz all have a place, and it is an important place, in lodge education. All have an appeal to older, more experienced brethren who will not feel self-conscious or imagine that the eyes of all the members are focused on them in pity if they pass in the quiz. There is no doubt in my mind that open forum discussions are of a particular benefit to the novice as well as to the older Master Mason. If he is allowed to sit and absorb the fund of knowledge which there's, these discussions will bring forth, he should not be expected or forced to take an active part until such time as he inwardly feels that he has absorbed enough knowledge from this and other sources that the drawing out process of these programs have given him the courage to take part in the proceedings himself. A young member, unless he is so egotistical as to be objectionable, will not voluntarily enter into a quiz, nor will he enter into debate or open forum discussions where his ignorance of the mysteries of the fraternity might leave him open to ridicule. So there must be a training ground where our young brother can learn the fundamentals of Masonic work with others as ignorant or as inexperienced as himself, but under the guidance of a well-skilled brother. This training, or this drawing out, can start immediately after the brother is initiated. I believe that all of our Grand Lodges in Canada follow the same practice as those in British Columbia, that the young initiate must pass an examination of the work of an entered apprentice degree before he can be passed to the degree of a fellow craft and on and on the work of his fellow craft degree before he can be raised to the sublime degree of a master mason likewise he must pass an examination of the work of a master mason degree before he can obtain his grand lodge certificate what better place then could we be educating a young initiate than in the practice room with a number of initiates being prepared for their examinations, and with other members who are already Master Masons taking part. Those more advanced could conduct some of the training in these practice rooms, or could conduct the examinations on the floor in the lodge room. Under this plan, each would feel that his fellow was a seeker after the knowledge, like himself, and neither would feel self-conscious 
or backward in asking questions or giving answers that were asked by the mentor or by another group of brother in the group. In my opinion, this overcoming of self-consciousness, a feeling of inferiority, is a first step upward on the winding stairs to the interest of more advanced study of Freemasonry. The next logical step would be for a study of each of the officer's part in the opening and closing ceremonies of a lodge, progressing successfully through the several offices from the inner guard to the senior warden, occupying each chair in turn, and acting in capacity and reciting the ritual of the officers whom he represents. This practice would give the young aspirant an understanding of why certain things are done in a certain way, and an immediate appreciation of the amount of time and mental effort with which each of these officers must put into his work that he can uphold the dignity of his office and be a credit to his lodge. It is also, also has an effort of instilling an ambition in the heart of that young member to become as efficient as the brother he represents. It has the added advantage of encouraging him to visit sister lodges practicing the same work and making comparisons between the officers of his own lodge and the one that he's visiting and, if the comparison is favorable, instilling in him a pride in his mother lodge and an ambition to some day become an officer, in fact. During this period, the mentor, or one of the more skilled brethren, could, be given a, could give a series of short talks in the lodge procedure, floor walks, balloting for candidates, proper mode of address, and other details. Subjects, perhaps, individually unimportant, but, as a whole, extremely important in the smooth working and well-being of a lodge. In such a series of short talks, the student could be quietly encouraged to ask questions on points of procedure, lodge room etiquette, and other details which he doesn't fully understand. When this point has been achieved in educating the young initiate, when he has gained that feeling of self-confidence, then the second step upward on the stair of the Masonic knowledge has been attained. The next, and indeed the most important step in the preparation of our new brother, is the delivery in the practice room of short talks of his own choice of Masonic subjects. These talks should be very, very short and first, lengthening as his ability to speak increases, and drawing forth advice and friendly criticism from the chairman, only when the brother in charge is assured that his advice or criticism will not cause offense or dampen the excitement of the student. The field of training could then be transferred to the lodge room, where, uh, where his students could be the first to be asked to propose or second motions in the lodge, enter a large field of discussion or debate, and eventually deliver addresses on selected subjects before a larger audience in his own lodge room, and before the brethren of another lodge, preferably one of the small lodges at first. There are many ways in which confidence and ambition can be stimulated in the heart of our young brother, pride in his lodge pride in its officers and their work, pride in his Masonic membership, and when a spirit of pride in his lodge and its memberships and its ritual is born in the breast of a young Master Mason, there is no, no problem of Masonic education. He will plan his own Masonic education. His desire for knowledge in the wider field of history, philosophy, and ideals of the craft will follow as a natural sequence in his interest in the ritual and forms and ceremonies he has been learning in the practice room. Now true, there, are, there is one great problem to over, overcome. To find a brother without knowledge, the ability, and the desire, 
who will devote time necessary to train the younger member in the fundamentals of Masonic education. I can hear Brother Moore repeat the statement that he made on this table a year ago. How can we expect the worship master and his, and his officers to lead and teach when the record shows that in many instances we have brethren leading who have no grounding in Freemasonry? This is pitifully true, Brother Moore, but I feel that the simple plan we have outlined will have a twofold benefit. It will train, it will encourage him to, to extend his study of Freemasonry into its wider spheres, and having gained a wider knowledge of the ritual and its lessons, a wider knowledge of the history, teachings, and other phases of the fraternity. He will so outdistance his fellows, who are not so versed as him, that it will follow a natural sequence that he, in due course, will be selected for office. You will say that the only brother competent to lead and teach can be selected each year except in unusual circumstances, and it would take a long time to make my plan effective. But even if only one enthusiastic, well-trained, ambitious brother is selected each year to list of to the list of officers, others can be appointed to the committee work, and the leavening effect of even two or three enthusiastic brothers on the body of the craft as a whole, and particularly on one lodge as a unit, would have a power for good that I could not be estimated. I give you these few suggestions, brother, for your experienced consideration, and I will listen with interest with your discussions. So that's uh, Right Worshipful Brother Warwick's uh, 1952 address to the uh, Conference of uh, Interprovincial Conferences of uh, Officers for the Western Masonic Jurisdiction in Canada, and uh, I'm thinking that's you get them get them early and you get them involved and you get their passion. And not everyone's leaders, but I'll tell you when you do find someone who is a leader, it, uh, and you can get him to rally or get one, two or three people to rally around. I'll tell you what a world of difference it makes. So I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our little Masonic journey together. So once again, if you'd like, uh, like to get a hold of me or have any thoughts or suggestions for uh, future topics, uh, please feel free to drop by the, uh, the new website at www.thedigitalfreemason.com or you can email me at podcast at thedigitalfreemason.com. So until next week, I hope you find yourself having a productive week and give some thought to how you or your lodge or maybe a few lodges in, uh, in your area can work to help figure out how you, you're going to educate the young initiate. And what more can you and when and where should you begin? Take care and be sure to keep the shiny side up.